Hello everyone, my name is Rafal and I would like to welcome you to my Headshot Photography podcast. In today's podcast, I would like to talk a little bit about retouching. And I know retouching is difficult to share on podcast, but I just want to dive a little bit deeper in some of those biggest mistakes made by photographers when they retouch their headshots. And I'm going to do separate videos so you can kind of see what exactly I'm talking about, but... I think I can give you some most important tips and advice how to avoid those mistakes and what to look for whenever we're retouching our headshots. So again, I have a list of 10 the most common mistakes and let's discuss them step by step and kind of go through them and I'm going to give you some kind of different perspective how to avoid those and what to look for especially when you're retouching your headshots. And before we do that, I also want to mention one more thing. Retouching is a huge part of headshot photography. There is no way to avoid it. There's no way we can say like, hey, I want to get my images pretty much done in the camera. The problem is that most people have some skin deficiencies, some skin discolorations, there is some always issue with clothing and hair and background. So even if you try your best to prepare your subject and prepare your set and prepare your lighting the best way possible, there's always some flaws which needs to be addressed. And retouching for me is like the putting the cherry on the cake. This is something where helps us to polish the image and just kind of make it look professionally and just kind of remove all those distractions from the image. So it's extremely important. And I know that retouching takes time to learn. Those are some kind of sets of skills which we, we can even, well, we can learn them fairly quickly, but to master them and to be more precise and see certain things that takes a lot of a lot of time and we need to practice the more you practice the more you try different things the more you work with difficult and challenging images then your experience comes along and then you can much much easier to retouch your images and make them look better so don't give up whenever you at the beginning of this journey and you want to learn retouching definitely put some time into it. I've mentioned that before, but when I got into the retouching, I used to retouch at least one image a day just so I can train my eyes. I can work on different images and that's how I actually learned how to do it properly. And today I want to share some of those biggest mistakes I also used to do. And this is something that I see on daily basis, whenever people post some headshots, those mistakes are there and we have to learn to avoid them and we need to somehow just don't kind of implement them in our headshots because it's just gonna pretty much just make the quality of our headshots not, the, it's not gonna be right and it's not gonna look good. Okay, so let's jump into that list and let's discuss this. So the first, and this is one of the biggest mistakes photographers do, is the color tonality is off. So the first thing I want to start with is 
there's a lot of those things, especially when it comes to the tonality we can fix in post-production. But at the same time, I highly recommend it to get this portion of our image done right. And in my case, I'm shooting with speed lights. And the best way to get the color tonality right, you have to work with your white balance. And I know most of those cameras these days, they have pretty good white balance, but depends where you work and depends your environment. If, especially when you have your white balance set up to auto, your camera might get fooled and you might end up with every image with different call tonality. And that's something which is extremely big issue and you don't want to work individually. You want to have some kind of consistency. And the way I approach this, I set up my white balance manually. So in my case, I'm shooting with speed lights and my speed lights color temperature is 5000 Kelvin. And that's how I set up my camera. And I have to tell you that I never have any issues with the color tonality and I don't have any problem with the white balance because whenever you can kind of match the temperature of your lights, then it's much, much easier to kind of, you know, deal with this. And, and I can guarantee you're going to get close enough and your color and tonality of your images is going to be done properly and you're not going to deal with that um, issue. When it comes to adding some tonality to your image, the one thing what I always recommend, don't push it too much. I This is something which I found was the most challenging part of retouching my headshots to add some tonality. So in in today's kind of like projects I'm doing, I'm not adding any tonality to my um, images. I also don't use any presets and all this crazy stuff. Um, you want to make sure that your headshots, especially the corporate ones, they look as natural as possible. So if you're doing some creative stuff, it's a different story. You can push it a little bit and try to different stuff. But this is something which, again, it's it's extremely tricky. Each image is different. And um, the best way to learn that is just to kind of like try different things and see what works, what doesn't work, and then kind of go from there and build your, I would say, vision so you can see colors differently. Because, again, everyone sees colors differently. The stuff for me... The stuff which, let's say, for me, they're all okay. For somebody else, might be they they might don't like it. So it's it's extremely tricky. And um, again, when it comes to the business headshots, the main thing is to make the image looks as natural as possible and get the skin tones as I would say natural as possible. Okay, let's jump into mistake number two, which is losing skin skin details. This is something which also I found is the biggest mistake photographers do, especially when they starting learn how to retouch. And the biggest I found technique which destroy skin details is 
frequency separation because it's literally smooths out the skin and it doesn't look good. I'm not even talking about some additional filters or some skin smoothing software. I don't use that. Stay away from it. And the most safe technique is dodge and burn, which I use for all my images. I don't do frequency separation. I do it very rarely, but that has to be like really extreme scenario where I have to just kind of do this. But most of the time is either color correction or it's dodge and burn to don't kind of like mix those two. So you're not going to lose any details of the texture of the skin. So you have to be extremely I would say careful with with softening the skin. Also, you can do this a little bit more with the lighting. But in my case, I really like to see the texture of the skin. That's what makes the images looks good, natural. And I think smoothing the skin and then whenever you start losing the details is definitely is going to just decrease the quality of your images. And also what I want to point it out, this is something extremely important that if you start using some kind of like weird techniques or softening the skin, when you actually work on big file and big resolution and then you decrease the resolution for the website or for thumbnail, this whole thing is going to be even more increased. So if you like smooth the skin a little bit and then you shrink the image to smaller size, this whole thing is going to be exposed and it's going to be visible even more. So whatever you do, whenever it comes to, you know, smoothing the skin, you have to just scale it to the minimum because this whole thing is going to be increased with decreasing the size of the image. So be extremely careful with that. But what I want to point it out here is the best technique to work on your image and bring the skin um, to some nice visual look is dodge and burn technique. Okay, the point number three is oversaturating colors. This is one of the also biggest mistakes photographers do because they want to have those images to pop. They want to have those you know, saturated colors, which kind of catch your viewer attention. So when it comes to backgrounds, I like to add a little bit of saturation to bring those colors to some kind of nice tonality. And then the image looks, I would say, more vibrant. Whenever it comes to skin colors, actually, I'm just going opposite direction. I'm trying to desaturate the color. So the skin looks much more smooth and we can remove some of those discolorations. So you have to be extremely careful with that. So as I mentioned, background, great. When it comes to oversaturating the skin colors, this is big no-no. You have to go actually the opposite um, way. So it takes time. It takes a little bit of practice, but pushing the colors is extremely 
dangerous sometimes and then you can really easily destroy the image and looks really unnatural and weird and especially depends who is looking at that image on what type of device because sometimes different devices shows the colors differently so you also have to be extremely careful um, whenever you start pushing the colors into some much bigger saturations okay the mistake number four is the eyes and the teeth are too bright so this is something which i know a lot of photographers they try to bring those details and then just clean up the eyes and clean up the teeth but teeth and eyes they have some yellow tone to it and bringing their brightness to completely different level also is gonna look really weird and, and, and awkward so let me start with the eyes because that's something that i always brighten them a little bit but i always try to scale it down also if you brighten the eyes make sure you do this gradually so you just don't brighten the pupils or you don't bright just the eye itself you have to brighten this this entire area around it so this whole thing is going to look much much more natural and it's going to be look a little bit more um, gradual so it's not going to be just the eyes would just pop right out and and, and people are going to look at it like you know the person it looks kind of creepy the same with the teeth the teeth i typically i don't brighten them at all the one thing what i do to make them pop a little bit more and make them a little bit more cleaner i remove the yellow tone from it because what i found if you remove the yellow the brightness just kind of happens itself so you have to be also a little bit careful with that because whatever you do you want to make the image looks natural and don't just kind of make the subject look unnatural and just bring some of those components to the level that it's just obvious that you've done something okay the mistake number five is applying presets globally um, first of all what i want to say i don't use press i don't use presets at all because i found sometimes they work sometimes they don't work and this is really tricky i i like to play with my colors and tonality um, individually for specific images but the applying presets as i said it's extremely difficult because as i said just because someone shows you some amazing example this is whole thing works really nicely it's might not it's might pretty much don't work for your images because your image were shot differently there's different lighting there's different tonality there is all sorts of differences and whenever you start applying those presets it's gonna just kind of like it's not gonna work together and and that's biggest issue so you have to be extremely careful especially I found like everyone sells those presets and they show you some examples and then they, you know, people like automatically assume it's going to work for your images. I've tried those. They didn't work much for me. And, and the same, you know, applying them to entire image, you know, sometimes what you can do, you can apply, let's say, presets to your backgrounds or those skin tones. So you have to kind of know which direction you're going with your image and then just 
applying them to the certain elements of, of your image. But putting them to entire image sometimes is, is just not working. Actually, I would say never works. Like you have to kind of know and you have to understand the color fear a little bit more in order to make this work. Okay, the mistake number six is excessive sharpness. And I know from my own experience, and this is starting with, let's start with talking about a little bit about the lens. So you have to figure out how your lens work and, you know, on what settings your lens is the sharpest. If you can figure that, that out, you're not going to have issues with kind of trying to sharpness your images additionally. And I think some photographers, they're getting this really, um, you know, kind of a little bit out of focus images or the, the lens is not good enough and produces your images, which they're a little bit blurry and they try to sharpen their images and they're pushing this to completely different direction that the image looks kind of weird and looks awkward because you can see every little detail and the, those images become extremely grainy and it just doesn't look good, right? So, and also what I mentioned a few minutes ago, whenever you started, if whenever you started to kind of like a decreasing the size, you can also bring the sharpness of the image. So don't push it too much. If you want to sharpen the image, just work on those specific areas. And the way I like to work, there's two elements where I a little bit give extra sharpness is their eyes and ellipse. Those are the two face components, which I add a little bit more sharpness. The rest of it, I'll just leave it the way it is. Um, especially when it comes to the skin, you really don't want to sharpen too much because it's not going to look good. So if you need to sharpen the image, focus on those elements where people look at, which are, again, our lips and their eyes, and just leave everything behind. And if you have an image which is a little bit out of focus or you need to add some little bit of sharpness, Again, do this gradually. Don't push it too much. If you, let's say, sharpen certain areas, try to scale it down because if someone's going to put that on the website and it's going to decrease the size, it's going to be obvious. It's not going to look good. Okay, mistake number seven, applying a digital makeup. So this is something which we need a lot of experience. And I know sometimes we're running into situations where you know, someone has, I don't know, some deficiency or the the, the, the makeup is, it doesn't fit both sides. And then you can do that. I found to equalize certain elements of the face, applying digital makeup, I would say is even necessary, but just going nuts with this and just kind of applying just the whole full makeup I don't, I don't recommend it at all. I think there are some photographers who have a lot of skills, but when it comes to hatchet photography also, you want to make sure that the person looks as natural as possible and adding just a little bit just to kind of enhance certain parts of the face, like eyes, whatever, you can do that. But just going full digital makeup on the face, um, it's not going to look good. And, and and most of the time I found if you start pushing too much, clients will notice like, hey, 
I don't wear makeup and on these images I have full makeup made digitally, it's not going to work. And I also think that doing like a natural makeup by makeup artist is going to look way better than digital makeup. So I don't recommend it only in order to fix certain things or adjust certain things, then we can definitely do that. But other than that, that's not recommended. And it's extremely difficult to do because it's not looks natural. Okay, the mistake number eight is artificial bokeh. So this is something that it's a little bit tricky because if you do that properly, it's okay. But you have to also be extremely careful when it comes to kind of pushing something that it's not aligning with your lighting. It's going to look weird um, and it's going to look unnatural and people will notice that right away. So I deeply believe that if you want to create some backgrounds with some interesting bokeh, try to do this naturally first. And if, let's say, it's not working, then you can add some artificial one or you can adjust or fix certain things. But adding the full thing, you know, like digitally, I found it's extremely difficult because there's certain things like lighting, the direction of the lighting and then and the, the, the strong, how strong the light was. Also, this bokeh has to align with colors and tonality. So I found doing this right takes a lot of time. And most of the time it's not looking right. And doing this basically the natural way, then it's much easier to kind of maybe add it a little bit and just fix it. It's much easier instead of doing this, the whole thing artificially. So try to do this naturally if you can, and then you can kind of fix some of those deficiencies, but going full artificial, I don't recommend it. And it's, it's never looks good. So be extremely careful with that. Okay, the mistake number nine is improper cropping of your images. And I could go on and on about it. And there's different schools. Everyone has different approach to cropping their images. I highly recommend it to go a little bit extra wider, especially if you're starting off. And then you can just crop the image to whatever size and to whatever type of cropping you, you want. I don't recommend to chopping the top of the heads off. Um, I know there's some photographers who have that implemented into their style, but this is something that if the client comes in and they know that their head's going to be cropped off, that's a different story. But if you, let's say, shooting headshots where, you know, some of those images they have, you know, their heads cropped, the top of the head cropped, some of them they don't, you have to be extremely careful. Um, I always ask my clients, you know, which directions, even though I never cropped top of the head. And the reason is I have this story which happened to me many, many years. I was doing this big project for medical center. And yeah, I've decided like, hey, I'm going to crop their top of their heads because I thought at that, that moment, at that time, that this is really cool. 
and they didn't like it. I have to spend hours and hours and hours photoshopping their top of their heads back because they told me this is not aligned with our website. This is not what we like. And we never ask you to crop their heads off. So if you don't mind to kind of put this back on, that would be wonderful. And because there are so many people, I simply couldn't do the reshoot. So and, and they were busy and then they gave me this just one time frame where I could do those headshots. So yeah, I've learned my lesson and, and, and it was extremely difficult, it was hard, countless hours I spent on it to make this look good. I've learned a lot of in, about Photoshop, how to do that, but that was something that I never make that mistakes because I know uh, every, every everything depends on, on your client. And if this is not your style, then you might run into the clients which might not which might not gonna like that, and and you're gonna have to do this, even like either, again, like you you're gonna have to do this shoot again, or you're gonna have to come up with some solution to fix the problem and you know Photoshop it back just to make this whole thing the way the client likes. Okay, and the last one is trying to save a bad shot. This is something that we all run into. And I know we always have those images where they're out of focus or they crop properly or whatever. We missed something and we try to fix it. I don't recommend that because it's always dead end. And sometimes we have to just let it go. And typically what I do is I always keep the best shots of my clients images who are which are sharp they properly you know kind of there's proper exposure and then and, and, you know there's proper framing so whenever i showcase those images to my clients i know whatever they choose there will be no problem to retouching those images or you know doing some additional retouching to them. I never show clients images, which there is something wrong with them. And they're going to tell me, Hey, you know what? Can you fix that? Because that's, that's the wrong path. And, and then, you know, it's not going to work. And also for yourself, if you have some images, images, which let's say there is a nice face expression, but the image is slightly out of focus and you try to fix it, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's not going to work. I, I, I deeply believe that you have to just let this go and focus on those ones, which are good. And you're not going to have to fight and struggle and then, you know, push things in, in Photoshop because it's, it's not going to help much at the end of the day. It's not going to look good anyways. Okay. So, um, that kind of concludes all those biggest mistakes photographers and hatchets, especially hatchet photographers do when it comes to their images. I hope that was interesting. I'm sure that gave you some a little bit more input how to approach your images and what to look for. I'll add that list to the podcast so you can, I don't know, screenshot it or, or you can use it for for your retouching process. So if you're going to run into those issues, you're going to know what to look for and what kind of mistakes, what kind of mistakes, you know, avoid and and make sure that your images, they, they, they're not going to kind of run into those uh, problems. So 
Again, thank you for listening. I hope that it was interesting. If there's anything else you would like to add to this uh, list, please feel free to reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to hear kind of your um, mistakes you've done uh, because, again, retouching, it's an ongoing process of learning and then there will be always something which we will run um, into and that's how we make progress. How that's how that's why that's how we know, you know, what to avoid and how to avoid those mistakes. Okay. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and I'll chat with you guys very soon. Bye bye.